0: (laughs) What?
1: Welcome to the Celtics
0: Rewind. I'm JP, and I am Nat
1: the GM. What's up, y'all? Hey, everybody, this is episode seven of the Celtics Rewind, talking all things Boston Celtics. I'm JP, the franchise. That's Nat the GM. What's up, Nat? How you doing? What's going on, JP? I'm doing well. That's good. That's good. I'm keeping myself afloat here. You know, a little sick, but the Boston Celtics kind of became my therapy this past week as they go at a 2-0 record this week against the Chicago Bulls and the Philadelphia 76ers, where we're going to go ahead and get into. So let's go ahead and start off with the Chicago Bulls because, you know, we usually kind of have like some struggles against the Chicago Bulls. They play us really tough, but This game, it just seems like they were just really good from start to finish, and Chicago Mm -hmm. couldn't really do anything. Um, And plus, let me ask you this question first before we get into the game. Like, do you care so much about the Celtics winning the in season tournament more than just going to win a championship? Or, like, you think this in season tournament is one of these that, like, I don't really worry much about it. I just care about what's going to happen at the end.
0: I really don't care about this in-season tournament um, when it comes to the, the teams that are trying to win championships, you know, at the end of the season. Um, I, I, I don't care about that for them. But what I do like is for teams like Indiana or Orlando, like, like these kinds of teams, you know, uh, Sacramento. These are teams that are not going to win a championship. You know, we know this. So I like it for for you know the aspect of those guys because it it's gonna give some kind of confidence, you know, going forward. It's also gonna show you possibly, I'm hoping this is the thought process, but what do I have when it comes to this team? You know, so do if they can, they can win in season tournament, how far are we or how far off are we to get another piece and maybe win an actual championship? So I like it for that aspect. Um, it would be kind of boring to me if it was like, you know, Boston wins in e- season tournament and then Boston wins M- NBA championship. I'm like, I kind of want to see the, the other guys um win the in season tournament.
1: Yeah, I'm not really a huge fan of it. It's just like the play-in tournament that came, you know, a couple years ago and it still goes. I'm not really huge on it. I'm just like, okay, it might grow on me, but I'm like, I love the competition aspects. I don't like the courts at all. But, like, it gives, like, a certain field competition that I like to see in, like, games and stuff uh-huh. for players to play. Mm-hmm. But at the end, I don't really tell much about it because you're just getting a trophy. You're just getting a lot more money and stuff. It does uh-huh. count towards the regular season and all, but I just don't really care about it at the end of the day and stuff, though. But, um, but you know, in terms of this game, though, like, it was high stakes because celtics lost to orlando and if mm-hmm. they didn't beat the chicago bulls by 23 points or more than that then they're going to be knocked out of the tournament i don't really like the point differential type of thing i would mm-hmm. much rather go by standings wow. but but the celtics did prevail and won by 27 points and mm-hmm. they got themselves in the quarterfinals and the uh, other teams that was in the group are out so what's your takeaways looking at the uh chicago bulls versus the boston celtics and the win a really good win for the boston celtics at the end
0: boston versus chicago chicago is kind of like a fire sale they're gonna start you know (laughs) you get player. you get a player we all get a player like they, they gotta let that team go um kind of sucks because you thought that they, they were going to do something I think what really messed them up was Lonzo uh not being Lonzo was a huge part of what they were doing you know yep. and he was the reason why it made sense you know um your one was Lonzo Year two was Zach Levine your three you know was DeRozan your four was uh Patrick Williams and then your five is Booch. that was a hell of a starting yep. five and yep. you were, were going to be able to play very well. And they're going to be better defensively. Lonzo was going to make a lot of shit better for them. And it just didn't mm-hmm. work out that way. Lonzo, I think at some point, will come back. And I think that, you know, he'll be in a reserved role on, on off the bench. You know, I don't think he'll have the same explosiveness. But mm-hmm. it's just not good for them. any. Like, it, this is not a good situation for Chicago anymore. So I think that the Rosen will be gone uh, at the end of the season. I think that Zach Levine is the first to go. Um, I actually don't think there's anything wrong with Zach Levine right now. I think, Mm -hmm. um, and I, I feel bad for Vuce, Vucevic and, you know, um, just so long as he doesn't go to a team that I despise. Um, I've always liked Vuce. Um, he's, he's a hell of a player. So Vuce is going to go somewhere. The team's going to have a fire sale. There was no competition Mm. versus Boston. Uh, you weren't going to beat Boston, you know, um, Everyone had to hit all their threes. You would have to hit seventy percent from the field to beat this team. Boston is just a mm-hmm. different kind of animal. So I knew they would win. And once they, uh, once I understood they had to win by twenty three points at least, I said, okay, this mm-hmm. is going to be a blowout. So and it was. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was. And it was just so bad that Porzingas got L time and he's just sitting there with his suit on and mm-hmm. talking to the media instead of just focusing on the game. Like he got a lot of <laughs> you know he got a lot of L time right there. So um I had a watch party uh on playback, uh shout out to Hoot Spaces. Uh definitely if you uh want to see live 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 streams, mm-hmm. definitely hit up playback and you get like games to watch and then you'd be hanging out with people. So it's pretty cool. So we had the watch party and pretty much it was just been a blowout. It's just like, man, like Boston was just on one. And, you know, there was no, there was unfortunately, Chicago just couldn't do anything, unfortunately. So good win for the Boston Celtics. Now we, now the next game against Philadelphia, we've been hearing the news. Paul Zigg has been out. We hear the news that, Joel uh, Embiid and Tyrese Maxi are out because of illness. So in everybody's minds, it's like Boston's going to blow out Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, a guy named Patrick Beverly look like freaking Steph Curry out there, like just looking like an all-star, just playing really well. Yep. And Boston, like, they really had to grind in this game to win. And it was just It was just a bad game for Boston. What's your takeaways um, from that game? Because it was a bad game for Boston. Even though the percentages in terms of field goal and three-point shot, they're good, but when you watch the eye test, it was not a great game for Boston.
0: It wasn't uh, necessarily a great game for Boston, but this is the thing. Philly, you still have NBA players on that team. And you still have players (laughs) that can't put the ball in the hoop that's what yep. you, that's all you saw you know and they played really hard because they really wanted to win that game they don't beat boston they were going to give you yep. everything that they had to beat to beat boston and they still could oh. not do it um they tried their damnedest they were they they were giving you everything that they had and it just did not work out that way um yep so that game, they hit a lot of shots. They, you know, uh, lo and behold, Jason Tatum gets thrown out for for complete trash <laughs> ass reason, you know. and It was, it was, it was terrible. And you know, and and, and they still can't win. They, so it doesn't mm. matter who plays. You can't beat us. Yes, I just wanted to say that for all my Philly fans out there, you might get a Super Bowl this year, maybe. <laughs> so you're not gonna beat the Boston Celtics. Got you. You have your number every year.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that injection was just confusing because I'm just like it was as bad as I mean, Jason Tatum efficiency was good but he was turning over the ball because the Celtics had 20 turnovers he caused like seven turnovers that game and what they were doing is that they were kind of uh trying to trap him a little uh trying to trap him most of the game and then just that was just a really bad ejection and you know Jason Tatum is usually one of those players that's calm and collected. Now, he could get a little fiery with the refs and stuff if he believes that they made the wrong call and stuff, but he's usually calm and collected and plays his game. But yeah, that was just... I, I was confused by the ejection, though. But um, yeah, but shout out to Philly, though. They came out, they were hustling, they were just, you know, trying to get the rebounds, they were hitting their shots and stuff, but they, it was just too much Boston. Boston didn't shoot well, but in terms of the defensive end, they played really well towards the end. Sometimes they can shoot well, and then they play bad defense, or they'll play good defense, and they'll shoot really bad at the end. Um, Al Horford, the past two games, I got to give a huge shout out to Al Horford. He's been really huge in Paul Zinger's absence. Uh, you could like see that he is just playing his role really well and increasing his role really well, shooting the ball really well being able to play defense, being so reliable, hit two clutch free throws Mm -hmm. to seal the game against the 76ers. Mm -hmm. Like, how impressed with you with Al Horford so far this season and also in these last two games, you know, knowing that Paul Zingas is going to be out for a significant amount of time?
0: When it comes to Al Horford, he's doing exactly what I thought that he was going to do, which is... A reserved role, you know, where you you don't have to lean on him. He doesn't have to be that big that scores 15 points anymore. He can come in, give great defense, rebound the ball, maybe, you know, get you 8 to 10 points, and that's okay. And that's what we needed from Al Horford. So now I think it's even better for Al this year personally because, great, I don't have to do all this stuff as I, you know, was doing before. And I can be of more service. I can help more. And that's what why mm-hmm. that when it comes to um, this team and, and Al Horford, I think he's been great, you know, yep. and he's done exactly what I thought he was going to do in a more reserved role. So um, they can't win a championship without Al Horford. I will say that. Yep. Al Horford, yep. your X factor, Come, especially coming off that bench, that is your guy. When Porzingis comes back, and then you have Al Horford off the bench with Hauser uh, being so consistent, having a great season, and Pritchard coming on. Those are the three people that you are going to bank on uh, coming off that bench. If that's if these guys are going to play as they've been playing, and Horford leading the way, this team is is just it's a hell of a team.
1: Yes, it is. And what do you think about? See, I see sometimes, I see most of the time, so whenever Boston starts getting the jump ball at the beginning of the game, Mm -hmm. the first thing they do is they get Jalen Brown going. Because that has been, like, the very first play, Jalen Brown's in the fast break, going to get a dunk, Jalen Brown's going to go hit the mid-range, Jalen Brown hitting three-point shot. Like, do you like that idea for them after the jump ball, you know, to start the game to get Jalen Brown going to be aggressive at the start?
0: Uh, yes. Um, because Jalen is a guy that he starts very well. And I think that that just goes with his game, you know, start very well. J- JT is a is a really good closer, you know? So yeah. when it comes to, when it comes to that, I love it because it, it means that they're, you know, hey, you know, this is his time. I'm going to give you that time. You know, we're going to get this, you know, JB open, you know, we're going to make sure that the ball gets in his hands. And then they switch off and then JT, you know, then gets it going. And I think that that's actually what's been working really well uh, for the Celtics team this year. They're playing very good basketball, but no one's like, hey, give me the ball. Give me. I got it. I got it. You know, they're actually playing off of each other. Everyone's down in points, but they're um, but. JT especially is up in efficiency. Uh JB, I think, will come up um eventually. his mm-hmm. wounds under his belt, mm-hmm. he'll come up efficiency wise. And then Christoph is just having a hell of an efficient uh year. You know, so yep. um th- it's it's working. This 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 uh group of guys is working really well.
1: I agree with you 100%. I definitely do like the move, too, as well. And then I also like the fact that, you know, they, they like they struggled the past couple seasons in terms of three-point shooting, in terms of if they are off, they're going to keep shooting the three-point shot. I like the fact that this year they kind of, like, know that they can go ahead and attack the rim. Mm-hmm. So they go ahead and attack the rim, or they'll set screens to get somebody to hit the mid-range shot, or just moving the ball around to get the open, uh, to get the open man. Now sometimes we still see them try to take more three point shots, but at the same time, they look a little bit more different than they did the past couple of seasons. Because like I said, you live by the three, and you die by the three. Oh. So. <laughs> I- I like the fact that they're trying their best to adjust and being able to do it in different ways, whether it be attacking the paint or being able to hit midway shots or Mm -hmm. setting screens or moving the ball around. So this Boston Celtics team is a little bit different. Now, speaking of different, the in-season tournament is here, Mm -hmm. and this is the quarterfinals. They have the Indiana Pacers tonight, and knowing the fact that last time we faced the pesos we had like the second or third highest uh score in in, in celtic's franchise history mm-hmm. by scoring 155 157 points i don't remember the exact total what's your expectations for boston against indiana how far can they go into the in season tournament because uh, a lot of people saying that the Boston Celtics is going to have the best odds of winning the end season tournament.
0: Uh looks like they do uh, have the best odds. Um, I think they're gonna win this game. Uh, you know, uh, versus the Indiana Pacers. I uh, just think that you know, when you're bottom half of the, of of the league in defense, you know, and you're playing a top offensive team, who is Top offensive, one of the top offensive and top defensive teams. I think that just it, it becomes a little bit of a challenge. But I think that they will beat um, the Indiana Pacers when it comes I to. Believe- yeah, when it comes to just winning, you know, the end season tournament in general. I think their schedule is nice, you know, and yep. you know, so I I, I can see it. I, there's, there's another team I can see winning it all as well for the in-season tournament. Mm-hmm. I like I like Boston's opportunity. Our uh, chances.
1: Uh, I do too as well. And yeah, with Indiana tonight cause they're a fast and one and gun type of team and stuff. Mm-hmm. We seen a little bit when we've, uh, we seen the two two one defense against the 76ers Friday. Well, 76ers was one and up the pace and stuff. And then we seen Boston slow the pace down by one in the two two one. So I hopefully mean. that can happen tonight. Hopefully we can see, you know, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have like a really good game and other people step up to the plate. So we'll just have to wait and see, um, um, it's going to be good. I know Indiana's, like, undefeated in the in-season tournament. And um, we'll see what happens. should be a really good game, though. So yeah. um, any last thoughts about, you know, Boston's upcoming schedule or, like, game that you're looking forward to see, what you expect more from a certain player? Or what's, what's, what's your last message you want to say?
0: Um, I love what the bench for Boston has been doing. You know, uh, Printer yep. has come on as of uh, the last, i say, couple weeks, uh, which is great yep. um, because that they really need him. Uh, yes. I think that Hauser is a guy that no one saw coming, including Celtics fans. You know, uh, he's playing <laughs> really good defense, and he's offensively very sound. Um, and he's shooting yes. a three uh, 3 th- which is fantastic. You know, and then Cornette, you know, you got to give him credit for, you know, coming yep. in and-, and always giving the game what it needs. And uh, shout out to KP. I think he'll be back at some point this week. Loving what um, this Boston Celtics team is doing. They are putting it all together. They are top uh, uh, in top uh, for defense, excuse me, and offense. And that means that they're putting it both together on um, the other end of the floor. And they need that. You cannot go into the rest of the season the way you did last year you know, which was you know we're just going to work on shooting a bunch of threes and not really yep. defending and half-assed defense. I think that they've flipped off with uh, that switch around this season. Love what they are doing. I'm very confident in this group of guys.
1: Awesome. And one more question too, as well, mm-hmm. Quetta or Cornette? Because this been a debate for the past couple of days for Celtic fans. It's like who would we rather see get more minutes between? Because we've seen. Joel Mazzula. sometimes he'll play Cornette a little bit more than Quetta. And then sometimes in, like, matchups, he will play Quetta a lot more than Cornette. So who would you rather take, like, you know, every game? Would you rather take Quetta or Cornette?
0: I'm going to say both. And it's because it depends on the matchup, you mm. know, and mm-hmm. what I want Celtics fans to understand, you need both of them, you know. Yeah. Um. There are some games where you're going to play Cornette because he's bigger than everybody and he can actually yep. finish around the basket, you know, yep. so you're going to need him. On the other yep. side of that, you're then going to sometimes need uh, uh, Ketta because he can uh, move his feet well. Uh, yep. You know, he, he likes to, you know, lob it up, finish it, you know, very yep. active, you know, rebounds very well. You're going to need him because he moves his feet uh, better than Cornette. So, mm-hmm. so I like both of them. It just depends on the matchup. But you're gonna need both of them. Those are two guys that, at some point, in very important games, one and and then the other on another game, they're gonna they're gonna help win that game.
1: I agree with you. I, I I said the same thing. I said both, just because it just depends on the matchups. At the end of the day, Cornette's playing really simple basketball. Quetta, he plays simple basketball, but he provides more of an energy boost than Cornette does, though. But Cornette will get the job done at the end of the day. So yeah, it just really just depends on matchups, though. So yeah, this is episode seven of the Celtics. We want talking all things Boston Celtics. Uh, definitely check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all also on who spaces youtube channel too as well and um definitely keep on um you know looking out for what we'll be doing on x you have it in the description follow us on x and um we're definitely going to keep you informed of what we're going to be doing next and then look out for episode eight next week talking boston celtics i'm jp the franchise she's not the gm and we see y'all later y'all have a wonderful day Peace, peace out